Hello and welcome to Tune Educate, a light-hearted, discussion-based podcast made with teachers for teachers. So grab a cuppa, sit back and relax as we delve into a new slice of education chit-chat with every show. In this episode, we talk to Teachers Cupid and Edudate founder Tom Rogers. If you're a single Pringle wondering how to find your match, this is the episode for you. Hello, Tom. Hiya. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. So Educate meets Edudate. Very exciting. The normal way to start an episode is by asking the person in the hot seat about who they are as a teacher. The first question, why did you decide to become a teacher? What was your key motivation? I'll be honest, I didn't really have a plan to be a teacher. I just kind of fell into it. Maybe it was just trying to get away from it so much. And my whole family were teachers and, you know, the classic, don't be a teacher. And then you end up being a teacher. So I guess just I, I worked with some kids. I did Camp America when I was 18. And that was that was a time when I really felt that I was good at teaching or could be good at teaching or just being around young people. And then I did uh, another project in Africa when I was like 21. And that involved a bit of teaching as well. And I don't know, just like little experiences like that. I did some mentoring at university as well. And and I enjoyed that with some primary school kids. So I guess it was that. And, And just, I know it sounds probably a bit selfish, but when you feel that you're good at something, that's part of it because I'm not that good at many things. So I I guess when you feel you're good at something, you want to pursue it. But also just working with just being around kids. You know, I just love being around being around kids. I've always got a massive buzz out of it. They're just joyful, aren't they? Usually even 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 teenagers can be joyful. You know, (laughs) so (laughs) yeah, it sounds as though it's in your blood. So you can say that you wanted to take that step away. But from everything you've described there, it sounds like it really is just in your blood. Yeah, it's a bit like the Lampards and the Rednaps, isn't it, in football? You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like, like the Neville, you know, it's it's like that kind of thing. You just can't, you can't get away from Like my brother's a teacher now, you know, oh, so there's, wow. a, there's like literally nobody in the entire family who hasn't been a teacher, which... You set up your own school. <laughs> Hold your horses. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say has been your proudest moment so far and why? I guess, I mean, when I was teaching in over in Spain, because I taught internationally over there for two and a half years, and I think just the relationships that I had with that group of students, so the wider community of students was really special to me. So whether that's something to be proud of, I'm, I'm not sure, because it's not necessarily something that I set out to achieve. But in terms of the way I felt my connection to that community was, it was something that I cherished. It was something that I really felt that I'd built and and they appreciated and I appreciated. And yeah, I was just really proud of the impact that I'd had on some of those students. And even after I'd left the school, you know. Well, relationships are so key to education. So the fact that you had such strong relationships when you were there is definitely something to be proud of. Yeah, it's tinged with sadness because you, you move on, don't you? Yeah. You move on from a place and you... So it's weird because in some schools you get... I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's, it's easier maybe to, to build those... Or you connect in some way with a community. Yeah. You just do. And there's no explanation as to why. You just do. And I've had a few schools like that. And then it's sometimes you can't explain how in another school it just doesn't work or, or it doesn't work as well or it's a bit harder for you to see that. Well, every school has a different context and a different ethos, don't they? And it's how that sits with you and what's best for you to work with them. Definitely. And what has been the most valuable lesson that you've learned as a teacher? God, you're asking some good ones here, Megan. 
just the impact that you you can have is is something that at the start of my career I probably never really imagined the impact that you can have. So it's hard to quantify that and kind of put it into words. But I'd say yeah, I'd say I've just learned the difference that you can make is massive, even as an individual teacher within a school. myself i've been avidly following the edudate hashtag over the past few months it's been so lovely seeing twitter being used for teacher connections that are more than just professional where did edudate come from and what made you choose to start it so last year i had this idea for teacher teacher speed dating and i was going to do do an event in leicester last december but I just never got round to it. It was going to be a face-to-face event because I, I don't know. I just feel there's a lot of single teachers out there. There are. And also when you look at the, the rates of kind of teachers who are with teachers, it's, it's pretty high. It's quite a high percentage. I think there's 80,000 uh, single teachers. And I think from teachers who are in relationships, I think something like 25% are with other teachers. Mm. It's quite a high figure. So I guess there was a bit of science behind it, if you like. <laughs> but also, I guess I've spent personally quite long periods single. I think as a teacher, it can be really, really hard to meet people, but particularly in a romantic sense. You know, Friday night, you're knackered. You don't want to go out to a club till one or two in the morning. You might not even want to go on a date. You just want to stagnate in front of a box set and eat a Chinese. So I think that, that can be a bit of a bit of a problem. I just think it's hard. I think it's hard for anyone to meet anyone nowadays. But I think it's even harder for teachers to make teachers. And I guess my own romantic disappointments um, in the last kind of year or, or so kind of inspired me to, to do something for people who might be in the same situation as myself, you know, coming out of a relationship, pretty single. And uh, yeah, and I just thought that would be a cool thing to do is to set up some speed dating event. And that's where kind of edgy date came from. So did us going into lockdown push you into doing it? Did you think, all oh, right, we can do it virtually now and I can get this up and running? Yeah, I mean, I'd never thought of doing it virtually before. So I think lockdown is what made me think, oh, hang on a minute, let's use tech here. And, and, and I just came up with that kind of idea of the video calls. And obviously at the moment, they're done over WhatsApp. So the control is, is with the, the participants, which is important because it gives them flexibility on when to do the dates within the, the kind of 12 midday to 12 midnight time period. So if you're taking part, you can do, you know, five dates between 12 and one, or you could do five dates spread over that 12 hour period, basically. So it's just giving people the control over it. And I guess people have really, really liked the format. They've really taken to it. The people who've participated have, have all had a really, really good time. You know, even the people who haven't matched with anyone at the end of it. Yeah. And that's um, what you definitely see from the hashtag, don't you? You see yeah. lots of like lovely stories and excitement about, yeah. oh, I hope they match with me. But then the people that haven't matched when they find out the next day, they're still like, oh, well, it was a great experience. On to the next time. Yeah. I mean, um, there's been some, there's been some, some disappointments as well. You know, let's not, let's not lie about it. There's people who haven't matched and have been really disappointed. But equally, there's been people who haven't matched who've gone, oh, yeah, it's built my confidence and it's given me a nice experience in lockdown. And yeah. So a mixed bag, I guess, but generally very, very positive. And I think I tweeted out today that I've heard now from four or five couples now who are actual couples from it. So not just, you know, dating. These are actual exclusive, proper, we are together couples. They've Obviously, early days. 
they've put a label on it. They've changed their Facebook state as well. I don't know <laughs> if they have, but they probably have. And they, they are, they are, you know, out as a couple, if you like. And then there's others who are chatting, you know, and, and still potentially building towards that. So that's really, that's given me a buzz, you know, that has given me a buzz. Even after the first, you know, the first couple of ones that I did, I was like, oh, hang on a minute, this is actually working. And that's kind of made me think, yeah, you know, I'm going to crack on with it. How many people have you got signed up now? On the last count, it was 1,300. But in the last kind of week, there's been uh, quite a few more signups because of the event last weekend. So I think we're now up to 1,450, maybe 1,400. That's quite a lot. And I guess one of the most important questions to ask is how do people actually sign up? Okay, so they can visit the website, which is edudate-me.com. Um, and you can sign up for free. You just fill out the, the form on the homepage. And then basically you then enter a lottery for every event. So because the event numbers for each event is, is limited, not only depending on how many people are in the event, but also the maximum number of spaces that, that I can actually facilitate in a single event. So it might be between 200 and 250. So therefore, if you've got, you know, 1,300, 1,400 members, then it's a lottery to see who can get into each event. And also based on location, the age groups, uh, the gender groups and so on will depend also on how likely you are to be picked in that given lottery, but it's free. And then we have priority, which basically from now means that you could pay £4 a month and you are put into a group first. So basically you get first dibs, if you like, on entering that next event. And if uh, you can't enter the event because of those factors, you know, whether it be location or whatever, then you get your money back uh, for that month. So it's like a, it's like reserving a seat basically in a speed dating event, mm. if you like. How do you organize it all? It sounds like a massive a spreadsheet, <laughs> a, big, a big spreadsheet. Obviously, I've got forms as well on the website to collate the data that's collected. Uh, I use Excel. And yeah, it's just a lot of fun, really. It is, it is genuinely fun, to be honest, making the groups. And it's a bit of a challenge, you know, it's like the Matrix. And it's you having an input in other people's happiness, isn't it? That must be a hugely motivating factor. Yeah, it is massive. And, and that's, that is massive now. And you say that yourself, looking at the hashtag, you can see how much people are getting out of it, the stories, the, you know, the anecdotes from the dates, and, and just people are just having a good time with it. I didn't expect when I set it up that it would be as popular as it is. Obviously, you know, it's just a bit of fun, the first one. You know, oh. There was no spreadsheet. It was just on a Word document. A hundred people participating. And then obviously it just sprung from there, you know. And you needed that spreadsheet. You needed Excel to do all your sorting for you. (laughs) Absolutely. As I was preparing for today, I was having a look at different websites and I came across quite a few teacher dating websites that already exist. What would you say is EduDate's unique selling point? I think one of the things I haven't seen a lot of is is this concept of kind of online speed dating, but for teachers. So I guess that, that would be one. It's organic. It's generated through Twitter. There's a buzz on social media. I think that would be number two. There is a community on Twitter associated with the event, if you like. And I think the third one would be that it's it's actually, there is a chance to participate for free in the event. You know, if you look at online speed dating events, they're normally costing a tenner, 20, whatever. But there is actually a chance to participate in this for free or for four pounds. 
So prior to our chat, I ran a little poll on Twitter to ascertain teacher relationship statuses. Of the 420 respondents, 39% were single. And then of the 61%, 17.6 were with teachers and 43.3 were with non-teachers. Not going to dwell on the data collection too much as it's very unlikely to be representative. But what do you make of those stats? Why are two-fifths of us single? Like I said, I think it's the hours. I think it's the tiredness that teaching can bring with it. I think teachers can be <laughs> not, I, I don't mean this in a negative way at all, because I am probably like this, um, but they can be very, very obsessed with their own job. Mm-hmm. It's not just a job. And however much you want to say, oh yeah, it is just a job. For a lot of teachers, it isn't. It's more than that. And that then goes into your personal life or you take it into your your life at home. I mean, I've had a relationship in the past with another teacher and there are pros and cons. You can talk shop whenever you want. You can bounce ideas, someone who actually understands what's going on. Flip side, sometimes you want to zone out and it's, it's more difficult to do that with a teacher partner. But I think the benefits far outweigh because you, you, you're getting someone who potentially is, is kind of on a similar wavelength to you, uh, maybe similar, some similar motivations or aspirations to you. You know, I think there's certain things that mean that percentage that you said in, in your little Twitter poll is probably mirrored in, in the wider polls when I said about 20, 25% or whatever mm-hmm. are with other teachers, you know? So there is something in it. What have you learned from the process of setting up EduDate? Quite a lot. You know, I, I feel as though I've learned how to do better at Excel. <laughs> uh, also, just, just building something organic from scratch, you know, just building an organization which has been grassroots. I say organization, a, a thing, you know, a thing, whatever you want to call it, an online community and, and everything that you learn by doing that. You know, how people interact with each other, uh, how people use a hashtag, how to structure online events, you know, which is becoming a much bigger thing you know, than, than edgy date, different formats for online events and so on. You know, so there's a lot of, lot of things I've learned from it for sure. And what have you found difficult about the process? Obviously, there's a huge number of people who've, who've taken an interest in it. And I think um, there's been criticism of early doors of some elements of it. People uh, either concerned about privacy and concerns about what could happen with online dating, things like that. And listen, I mean, I'm not going to say that those, those things are invalid because these are valid concerns, but I guess when you've set something up, it's dealing with that, isn't it? You know, it's dealing when, when, it, when it's only you and you're not a, a big company or organization, it's, um, it's dealing with that on, on social media or, or in, in, or privately or whatever. And also making the amendments to what you do based on that feedback, which is something uh, I've done and I've tried to do. And, and, and so far it's been very, very successful. I haven't had any, if you like, I think, I think I've banned one person uh, or two people uh, from edgy date for what I would call, I mean, somebody who I'd explain this to who was outside of it would think, well, they're minor things, but basically like rule breaks on edgy date, right? So there's certain rules that I have there for the speed dating event. Some of them are, uh, you know, no contact rules and things like that. And if you, if you break them, then there's things there in place that I can do. But if you put that into the proportion of people who've taken part, we're talking about five events now with 200 people in each event. So we're talking like oh, probably over a thousand people, may, may, maybe less than that because we've got a few people who've done the same event twice, but it's a lot of people. So to only have one or two uh, situations or things to deal with, that's, that's really positive. But it's taking that feedback on board early days when I did the first and second one, taking it on board, making the changes, making the amendments, trying to work quickly to do that. 
Do you know what I mean? To make it as successful as possible. And that feedback has obviously enabled you to establish those guidelines, which are making it a safer environment for people to be. Exactly. And there's still work to do. You know, it's still, I am a novice at this. I've never said that I'm an expert or anything like that. So it's about working, uh, looking at what other people are doing, listening to other people where you can and yeah, trying to just improve always always look to improve what you're doing the format but at the moment it's for anyone who's participated it's a lot of good feedback you know and what's been the biggest highlight for you people meeting each other through it you know get, getting a getting a message off of someone saying i've i've been chatting to this guy since edgy date one on, on the 15th of april and we're now a couple and it's going amazing i had another one off um a guy who had been married divorced had obviously gone through a difficult time. He said it was it, it's been the, the best he's felt in years. Oh, you know, it's, you um, must be buzzing from feedback like that. That's amazing. Yeah, you don't forget messages like that, even though it's uh, it started as a silly little idea. You know, edgy date. Let's let's do some online speed dating. When you get messages like that, you're going, "Hang on a minute, this is like actually actually changing things for people quite significantly. It's changing the paths of of <laughs> of lives, even you know, not." Yeah. <laughs> in a minor way um, God, we'll have so, edgy babies soon won't we if they're edgy actual babies edgy, ma- edgy marries edgy cakes and edgy dates and edgy <laughs> mates and edgy All edgy sorts. fakes no but i think um yeah it's it's i mean you get feedback like that and you just it's just it's just a buzz in it when you're single for a while it's, and you're a teacher it's hard work so for, for those people to get that from it i know how much that can mean you know I mean, I've stopped relying on head teachers recruiting eligible single men each year now. It's good that there are other options for us. When I first started uh, teaching, so like this was 2008, I remember the then head teacher, who was like a stand-in head teacher at the school I was in, on the inset day, she said, right, I want these six teachers to stand up, yeah? These six guys stood up. And then she went, ladies, this is what I've done for you this year. (laughs) That is brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, and, and these these guys, like three of them were brand new teachers. It was like an inset day in the September. It was, just, it was just hilarious. I still remember it now, you know, the blushes on the faces, you know. That is a great so. induction. Here they are. <laughs> Here they are. Then. This is why I did it. This was our recruitment <laughs> policy. We went into the Welsh Valleys and recruited some people who looked like Welsh rugby players. So here we are. Yeah. And were they all single? Did anything happen? Were they in relationships? Yeah, they were. They were. Yeah. They were. And one of them definitely met his wife in the school. Amazing. Uh, and they're, they're married now. Uh, that, this is ages. We're going back a while now. Going back 10 years. They must have been together a, a long while. But yeah, so it can happen. And I guess edgy date is just an extension of that, really, isn't it? It's, uh, teachers just get on with teachers. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> I don't really know. do. It's weird. It is weird. And what would you say to people who are thinking about giving it a go? Give it, give it one go, see what happens because the magic can happen. <laughs> you you <laughs> could win the lottery. This is what I mean, as we've explained. I mean, okay, it's a four or five couples, but that's that's quite a few actual developing things if you think about it from what five events. So it can happen. So um, I, I guess my point would be, what have you got to lose? That's how I would look at it. So Tom, what's next for you? Will Edudate continue after lockdown? I think it will because I think that I, I, I just think there's a lot of buzz about it, a lot of interest in it. I'm not sure what format it'll be in. I was looking at some different possibilities of face-to-face events and different things, but I think the format's good as it is, you know. I, 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 just, I don't know is the honest answer. Who knows what's going to happen? What do you think? I think you should continue it over the summer holidays because yes. it's still a bit weird, isn't it, going out and about? Yeah, 
Yeah. And I don't know, it's, it's quite a lot of workload on you, isn't it, to continue when life gets yeah. up and running a bit more. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like you need to be like women, Ed, and you need regional hubs and regional <laughs> leaders that can run your EduDate events. Yeah, I think that's, we're going a bit big there, I think, for, for EduDate, you know? You've got dream big, you got to dream big. Dream big, dream big, absolutely. We'll finish with my final and my favourite question. If you were a cake, what would you be and why? Um, goodness me. Ginger cake? <laughs> Just trying to be funny. Um, no, I... Oh God, what cake would I be? Chocolate cake. Because I have become a bit of a fatty in lockdown. <laughs> and I think probably chocolate cake. And I'm quite bold, probably. And open. Well, thank you. Good luck with the rest of the events that you have coming up. And yeah, it was really lovely to talk to you. Cheers, Megan. Thanks for having me. It's good that. Oh, thank you, Tom. So lovely to talk to you. Best of luck with your future ventures, especially Edudate. I look forward to seeing how it evolves. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please follow us on Twitter and your chosen podcast platform. Leave us a review and share us far and wide. I'll be back soon for another slice of tea and educate. Educate.